Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. Hello. Hey. How are you? I'm great. I feel like I haven't seen you in a week, though really I saw you five days ago. Yeah. Yeah. If that, yeah, we saw each other twice in the same week. Mm. And I know. The more you see me, the more you want to see me. <laughs> That's that true. <laughs> and let me tell you, you are an awesome production assistant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the reluctant. The reluctant. What am I doing? Matt. I, I broke the thing. I've got to fix the thing. I broke the clacker. I There's love some it. Strong magnets on that clacker. Today's episode, we are continuing the fatness part. The yeah, we're gonna chew the fat. <laughs> but instead of talking about ourselves, which you got last week, and I hope that you enjoyed it, we're gonna be talking about everybody else. Yeah, I'm pretty confident they want more of us to talk about us, but we'll you know we'll give others a chance. We'll talk about other people. <laughs> We're not going to be gossiping so much as just talking about the BDSM community and fatness. And the fatness? And the fatness. I would say that BDSM has helped me out with self-confidence and loving my body as as my dom would love my body. Uh, you actually see a lot more different body types in BDSM. Yeah, I think it's, it's a little a more accepted. I think people in general in the BDSM community are more accepting. But there's a small niche of people who like to control everything their submissive does, including food hmm. and exercise and what they do. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I guess that depends on who you ask. As long as it is negotiated and consented to, absolutely, it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, what's the difference of that? having a dom do that for you or paying a personal trainer or a uh, life advisor or Jenny Craig or a meal system to mail you your portion controlled food. Is it just the connotation or being a feminist that puts the hackles up about having somebody control that like for a man to do that for a female? Is it, I know. think you'd definitely have more problems than it than the opposite than if a woman was telling her male sub yeah, what I mean, to how eat. Many, how many moms just control what everybody in the house eats <laughs> it's true. all the time? You know, like I have to blame myself for anyone with weight problems in my family because I'm, you know, I controlled that, I guess, for a lot. You mm -hmm. know, when you look at if you're going to look at it that way. But I didn't say this is all you can have, so that's the problem. Have you ever been to somebody's house whose refrigerator is locked or their cabinets are under lock and key? I have not. Wouldn't that but be I know that happens. Yeah, it does. I would be interested to talk to submissives who do have that kind of lifestyle and do have that re restrictions and rewards, because I'm sure there's rewards in there, too. Mm -hmm. um, 
how it has affected their life? Is it has it worked for them? Do you trust your dom more, your dominant more with that? The problem that I would personally have is, is that if I was doing all of this that my dom was telling me to do, but the dominant was not taking the same measures in order to better their health. Oh, like they could, they had the key and they could just do as I say, the, not as I do. Yeah, yeah. They could just eat the Doritos anytime they wanted, but you can't have them yeah. unless it's portion control. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad, but isn't that like kind of the ultimate? I am dominant over you. I can have things that you don't even have or whatever. I do what I want. Master slaves <laughs> live that way. Absolutely. I don't know how I feel about it, really. <laughs> What, you don't have an opinion over something? Well, I mean, (laughs) I guess because I'm so caught up. I'm so close to the food relationship, whatever. For me, that would personally not work at all for me because I'm too much of a brat. Like, what? (laughs) And I'd have an issue with them supposed to trust me, but they're still going to lock up all the food items. That would be weird, too. I wouldn't think you'd have to lock everything up. It would be a trust issue, though, Mm -hmm. for you not to go into the refrigerator and get out Mm -hmm. something that you want. So that would be a weird Mm -hmm. thing. But then you have the complete opposite, and that is feeders. Yes, that'd be who I'd hook up with. (laughs) And feed phobia (laughs) and people who control everything you eat by giving it all to you. Yeah, I'd way more like that situation. (laughs) At least until it became where I was so codependent on the person. Like, the thing that's super dangerous with that, it's one thing if you have somebody that is sexy to feed you. You know, they saw nine and a half weeks and it triggered the fridge section, triggered that, you know. That also is a big trust thing. Could you be blindfolded and just let people put random food in your mouth? No. Like, I don't know. That's Now we're going to have to make that like a challenge or whatever. <laughs> so let's see. Hmm. But yeah, I, you know, I could see the sensuality in that, but it would for mental health and stuff. The codependency would bother me. The people who want to feed people until they literally can't bathe themselves, can't dress themselves You know, they can't even walk across the floor. If -hmm. something happens to them, they've got to get the fire department to Mm -hmm. use the jaws of life to cut you out of your house or, you know, that kind of thing. Like the What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah. You know. Great movie, by the way. Really was. Because it did have, I mean, everything that we're talking about right now, except like not the BDSM part, but the impact it has. Even on the mom as well. They're trying to cancel that movie. You know that, right? Are you kidding me? Because she was a beauty queen? No, because of Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Okay, my son (laughs) has cerebral palsy. And that kid did an amazing job. Yeah, Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. It's not what he canceled it. As his portrayal. And that's just, I mean, literally, it's ridiculous. That's where Gen Z and I are going to, we're going to fight. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight a lot. Don't watch the movie. Don't yeah. recommend it. This is what cancel culture is supposed to be like. <laughs> we're not going to get into cancel culture. We're, but not, we're not. But I mean, don't by all means, if it offends you, don't watch it. But there are many people who can entertain ideas and thoughts without accepting them as their dogma. So that's it. That's just the lesson you need to learn, because eventually you're going to get the crap that you want to produce and do 
it's not all that great either, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of stuff right away I would like to get rid of. Fat shaming, low rise jeans. <laughs> yes, get rid those, of the low rise jeans. The fact that those you are keep coming recycling back to everything. Yeah. I mean, well, of course they're going to because fashion does the pendulum because they can't come up with anything new. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm so relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I've been around long enough. I've seen the pendulum back and forth and back and forth. So, yeah, it sucks, everybody, with the low rise jeans. I hated them because I got a big booty. I, oh, was, I did too. I had. I look obscene. I have a fupa and an overhang. Yeah, that looks really fucking attractive. Oh, we'll put a uh, put like a tight tank top over your stomach, and then you can button your pants over that, and it'll make you look thinner. No, okay, no, I'm not going to go through all that effort. Even if no. I went through all that effort, it does not make you look thinner. And it who just, used to wear low-rise jeans? covers your body. You know, you look at Paris Hilton times mm-hmm. and, uh, I mean, I'll say them too, Britney Spears, all those. Well, yeah, so people that, with with the fat, since we're on this, not just the low-rise jeans, but because this also came from the 80s, you know, growing up in the 80s, mm-hmm. I was voluptuous, not considered fat, but the thin, almost heroin chic dancers for all the rock bands motley crew always had cage girls and Mm -hmm. dancing girls every band if they weren't uh wearing makeup and dressing up as girls they still had dancing girls on stage because that was the thing but it was skinny you didn't see voluptuous rocker chicks ever you had to be skinny enough to tie that bandana around your thigh, man, you know? <laughs> so your your legs could only be as big as a person's head, I guess, or for a handkerchief. And then it went into the 90s. You had all the Friends people and the very low-rise jeans and where everybody super thin. So they would either binge and purge so or complete anorexia we had more you know you heard about it was more predominant and Mm -hmm. then it seeped into men nowadays you have men that are anorexic like Mm -hmm. through the 2000s it went from women as well as men trying to get into skinny jeans as well or whatever for them with their shaming fashion can definitely be a killer for your self-esteem and how you view yourself if you're going to try to get into that. The thigh gap. They've been having the thigh gap thing. Don't you remember in high school, it was like, if you could, if you put your legs together and you could see a hole through there, that means that you weren't a virgin. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> it may have been just an Antioch thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't remember that being the, the way to tell a virgin. Something stupid middle school or high school was That's doing. Funny. But going back to the the fat feeding, I wonder, all right, so you're you're the dominant. You're taking care of another person. Everything's been negotiated. You want your submissive to eat. You like them to watch them eat. You like to see them get bigger. It's all about you and what you like. Mm-hmm. At what point do you not look at yourself as the dominant and go, this is not healthy for my submissive. My job as a dominant is to take care of my submissive. How is letting somebody get morbidly obese to where they cannot move and they can't work, they can't move, you can't do anything. You're a prisoner in your own home. 
how is that taking care of your submissive? And that I'm just asking this question out loud. I would hope that somebody will give me an answer. Yeah, but- because, I mean, honestly, in my point of view, it looks abusive. Yes. I get where you could start that because, like, my daddy likes plus-size females. Mm-hmm. He just likes a womanly figure. I don't know if it's because his mother was so obsessed about her weight that I like the opposite of this or whatever. Or maybe the plus size women he's been around have been happy and jovial because, you know, they eat and, you know, (laughs) they're not hangry. So they're in a good mood or whatever. But he is very um, and he also likes to indulge and likes good food. Mm -hmm. Who who he is as a person. I've never met a man that didn't. it's It's a way gather with friends and whatever so he looks at food much like i do like i have a, a fun like a social it's a social thing very social and raises endorphins and you get a lot of people that don't do you know uh drugs or alcohol but yet food can be a drug and give you that same kind of euphoria as other drugs do i get how you could get on that path but I, d- I don't understand at all the feeder situation where you want them to be codependent and take care of everything for you. That's, to me, abusive and scary, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. And, you know, who cares about that? Nobody asked me and I'm not in that kind of relationship. You know what I mean? Like, it's like when I have the opinions, but that would because what if your house burned down? How are you going to get them out? What if you fell? Any anything? How are how are you capable enough? If you're Superman, you can fly in and get them out in a moment's notice. But like to me, that's just you're kind of killing them slowly. But they psycho psychologists will say things like that with anybody that has unhealthy fetishes like that. Like if you have a smoking fetish, you don't really mm. care about the person that you're fetishizing. Part of that fetish is the fact that it is something dangerous mm-hmm. that they're doing. You know, they're killing themselves for you, for your pleasure or whatever. So maybe it's in that same vein. And then when you talk about codependency and going, I'm looking at the opposite side of it without the BDSM. And Mm -hmm. I'm talking about people who reluctantly feed their obese family members or their obese spouse. I'm the obese person and I'm telling my family member, go get that for me. So, so I, so the person go gets it for me because they want to make me happy. Mm-hmm. You know, they f- feel like they're doing some kind of job, you know, good yes. job. I used to do this all the time in my family dynamic. My grandmother was very big and she had an accident when she was younger where she was hit with a streetcar and she couldn't walk around very well. And she was on a walker and, uh, and I was like her fetch monkey like literally her um service animal kid you know my brother would just be like "Mm, whatever i ain't doing that and he'd go do his thing and my younger sister was either just too young or she would also ignore her i don't know but i'm being the people pleaser and also having a submissive heart it's like my memories of my dad were me going to get him stuff hey dolly dolly bring me this bring me that whatever and so um same with my grandmother, you know, go do everything. That's how I learned to cook. Yeah. She'd sit in a chair and direct me to do everything. So I was cooking full meals 
by the time I was 10, because at seven, I had already been bringing her the bowls and the measuring cups and the eggs and the flour and whatever. And she'd mix it up and put it in a pan. I'd stick it in the oven. You know, she didn't get out of the chair. (laughs) And that's all you knew. So you didn't know that that wasn't healthy. Yeah. I just know I'm helping out my elderly grandma Mm -hmm. who happens to be overweight. And she loved you for it. Oh, yeah. Well, an acts of service is a genuine love language. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. And then I'd do the same for my brother, my older brother. So my question is, does the codependency, is that when you're doing those things out of you want that love from the other person, Mm -hmm. even though it's you shouldn't be, you know, in your heart that you shouldn't be giving them that extra well i think pizza nowadays or- you definitely know in your heart that you shouldn't be giving them the pizza i think back then we had no idea food mm-hmm. you know i had no concept of food nutrition how it would relate have you done it as an adult body. i know i have like give people things that even if they shouldn't have it sure yes. because usually they're adults i don't really mm-hmm. indulge with small children the same way but yeah you know Raising my children, yeah, we've had that talk where not just me, but a lot of people use food as a reward or whatever. And a lot of people, even in my kids' lives, would do that. I remember an episode of Roseanne, and you may remember this, but it was Roseanne and her sister Jackie. You know, Roseanne's bigger, Jackie's mm-hmm. smaller. And the mom had came to visit or something. They had noticed that she gave Jackie... Uh, not really praise, but she gave Jackie different things, but she always gave Roseanne food. Yeah. She always comforted Roseanne with food. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of the episode, Roseanne has figured that out. And she's like, hmm, am I doing this to my own children now for doing that? When you see the obvious difference in that. I have to admit, I use food as a reward, too. My daddy loves ice cream, loves it. Mm -hmm. And he works very hard for our family to maintain my lavish lifestyle that I have at home. (laughs) If he says to me, I would like to have ice cream tonight, I will get it for him. Does he need it? No, not really. That's totally different than the Mm -hmm. fact that your daddy is, if he were 350 pounds... If he was 350 pounds, I would probably still be giving it to him. Because he's your daddy and Mm -hmm. you're supposed to. Even though I know it would be wrong to do so. It would slow his progress of whatever he's doing and is not healthy. But I have the same problem. If I see it. And if they want it, then, you know, they'll do that. If I've worked really hard all day on something and I'm like, I want to go get a Dunkin', I will. Mm hmm. I didn't know this past week. So remember how Thursday was Thursday. Remember I said, you know what? I'm Mm -hmm. proud of myself. I'm going to go get me a really sugary drink. Yeah. You have to re retrain that mindset. And I, again, I think that also comes out of poverty. I got close to home and I was like, nah, I don't need this. I've got stuff at home or, you know, or I could have a cup of tea at home. I could have other things. Yes. And stop making food such a reward. Mhm. Yeah, you have to reward yourself with other things than food if you're if you don't want to be food focused. And also as far as fashion, wear what you want. Like yeah, if you want to wear skinny 
jeans, I mean, it, wear them. If you want to wear low-rise jeans, wear them. What I would hope... If you want to wear no jeans, wear them. Yeah, yeah. As far as fashion is concerned, though, don't... Can't we have three or four different styles of jeans that are in style? Do they all have to be low-rise for everyone to be in... Like, that's the mindset that over that 20-year period of the skinny jean phase... I hope that we can transition into as like hairstyles. Wear what you want. You know, there isn't any one cookie cutter look that's great for everyone. I would like to see them all get together and decide what size is what correct size. There there isn't. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) Because you got Levi's with one size Mm -hmm. and then you got, I don't know, too many brand need lucky jeans. They're this they're a different complete size. I could wear a 16 in one jean and a 20 in another. Now, what's that doing to my self-esteem? It's shot to the fucking ground. Hopefully what it would do is let you see that nobody has it together (laughs) and just put them on. And if they fit and they feel good. Just wear that. Wear them. Yeah. Don't, don't look I'm at the not number. Because I'm going to denounce the, the low-rise jeans because guess what? There are also women who have no butt, no hips, and they probably can't find crap that fits on mm-hmm. them that doesn't come up to their boobs and look like a mom, mom jean or short, short torsos. They would look wonderful. You'd look amazing in your low-rise jeans. Get them, get them. Get them, girl. They should have every flavor and wear it. Make your own fashion. How about that? So anyway, there's my gal moment. Sorry. <laughs> it just hit me again with the, well, I'm not going to shame you for the, but yes, let's teach girls or and boys. And boys, because there's that, a totally different attitude towards men. That's a whole nother, yes. Don't worry. <laughs> We've got some plan and we're going to be talking about boy <laughs> issues. And one of those is the thing because I was absolutely horrified, which is sad that I wasn't horrified that women would do it. But I think it's just because I knew girls were doing this. But I was literally horrified that boys were anorexic or binging and purging and had the same problem, which sounds dumb. But I just I'm like, man, really? It's creep there, too. When I guess technically they should have been the ones insecure all along, like that's nature. Well, I mean, look <laughs> at look at sports like uh, wrestling yes. oh, and wrestling boxing. Is they so have to bad with the weight. Yes. Yeah, they have to be. They have to be a certain weight, mm-hmm. or else they cannot compete. Yeah, or they uh, change classes, mm-hmm. and that makes a huge difference. Even a pound. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what about uh, medical conditions where people can't like lipidina? What is that? Lipidina. Um, mm-hmm. It's where you, to me, it sounds like fibroids, but I could be totally wrong. But it's where you have excessive fat on your arms and legs that you cannot get rid of. Is that it, where when you it, see it, some people and they almost look character like a caricature, like a balloon, like a... You or know. like, I, the thing I think this is awful to say, but the Michelin man. Oh, yeah. They, or yeah. they look like they're melting kind of a little bit yeah. with their fat. Yeah. So that's lipid. Lipedema. Lipedema. So it's like where fat deposits mm-hmm. happen and then they can't get it off on the arms and legs. It's mm-hmm. not really on the trunk that much, is it? No. No. It's, from what I've read, it's just just the arms and legs. Yeah. But a lot of those people who are diagnosed with that, and it's, it's like 11% of women have this condition. It is normally 
misdiagnosed as being obese. Just fat. Yeah, it's just fat. You just need to lose fat. I mean, and these women have lots and lots of problems. It ends up hurting. Yeah, it's super painful, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Don't. That's why I was saying it was kind of like fibroids. Yeah. I was thinking of it that way. And you just, you can't lose them. It takes a special kind of liposuction to even go in and get a fraction yeah. of it out. I've seen, I've had a, I had a client that had that and she would wear those compression stockings and then mm-hmm. she just had one arm though that had it where yeah. it was blowing up. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that that was all over. So I guess people have to wear compression hose mm-hmm. and all of that. And then even yeah. at that, trying to get them. Heck, I have, you know, from vein problems from standing all the time, trying to get compression tights or anything is they're crazy expensive and they're hard to get on. And, you know, I'm wearing compression socks right now. They're awesome, actually. I'm not <laughs> sad about it, <laughs> but I'm like, how sexy am I with my compression thigh eyes? <laughs> but it's just another example of if you don't know what you're talking about, Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? The thumper rule. If you can't say something nice, <laughs> just don't say anything. Like, didn't we learn that back in Disney 101? We did, but I don't think other people did. <laughs> it's like, I don't understand. I mean, it sucks because you got people that they make assumptions because they can see it on the outside. And here's the mm-hmm. other thing. When you have, like, addictions, a lot of people hide them so easily. But when you're addicted to food or sugar, it, you literally wear it. You literally mm-hmm. wear it on your sleeve. And it's sad because a lot of people, I'm, I'm fat and I'm definitely not lazy. I, you're not lazy. You know, I know a lot of people that are not lazy that just happen to carry a lot of weight. And you really kind of give it up for them when you think about it because they're walking around with however much they're overweight. It's mm-hmm. like carrying around two backpacks or suitcases or whatever without weight all day. It doesn't go away overnight. And you didn't get there overnight either, which is kind of sad. But yeah, celebrities. So what what kind of celebrities are talking about? The ones that were bigger in the beginning when they first got their start and then they got thinner and people are shaming them for that. Or the ones that were smaller and then got bigger as they (laughs) changed their life changed. Mm -hmm. How about let's not shame them at all. Let's not shame anybody. How about being like, oh, wow. You know, you you had mentioned Christy Alley when we were talking about that. And mm-hmm. it was like, she was freaking beautiful and still beautiful, fat. She's just a beautiful person looking. I don't know if she's a cool person inside or not. I don't hang out with these people. I don't know. I'm just saying as they look, as their look. Yes. She was gorgeous on Cheers as the first... There was something else she was in. Uh, look who's talking. Oh, Wait, yeah, she yeah, was, yeah. She was more chubby on, then. She was chubby then, but I mean, still beautiful. Like back in the her early Delta Burke. Yeah, they gorgeous. They, they threw were, Delta Burke under the bus. And they? her husband, Gerard Ramier. What was his name? I mean, he was like on uh, Simon and Simon. Yes. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, excellent actor, good-looking guy, and because he loved a plus-size woman, they threw him under the bus as well. And I think they're still married. So that's like the biggest F you to everybody. And that was in the 80s when literally you could not be fat. Like, if you were fat, you might as well forget it. I know, I know that it sounds crazy. It's true, though. All the shows like Dynasty and uh, Falcon Crest. There was zero represent, not even the fat best friend. Not even. Seriously. You had a nerd best friend and the fat best friend 
was a size 10. That was the fat best friend in Hollywood. Like, it was like, are you kidding me? Not even on the early seven, late 70s either. Brady Bunch, Partridge Family. Mm-hmm. None of these people. Finn was in. We had more representation with people of color than we did with people of size. And if you did have somebody of size, it was always a male and they were always hilarious. Mm-hmm. Or if it was a female, it was always a maid or a nanny. It was never anyone. Or she was black. Yeah, big black girls. Mm-hmm. BBWs, I think, were always big, black, beautiful women. Big black women was what I thought BBWs <laughs> stood for. <laughs> but shape, I guess. Nell Carter. Yes. Perfect example. Yes. Yeah. She was gorgeous. Yes. So it was okay if you were big and beautiful and black. Mm-hmm. But by golly, if you were white, you better not be, which is wild to me. That was back in the day. But the celebrities that just these days have gotten thinner, which I have a personal theory about this, but Adele, Rebel Wilson, Lizzo, I mean, there's countless others. You don't think that has anything to do with money? Oh, I think it has everything to do with money. Money, technology as well. The original, Oprah Winfrey. So yes. Oprah Winfrey, when she started out her show, and I want to say it was 1984, and I could be wrong about this. When Oprah Winfrey started her show, she was a plus size woman. Okay. So, yeah, but she was black, so it was acceptable. Yep. few years go by, she starts making her coin, you know. But then the, it's not acceptable. Well, she wait, don't you remember when she got, don't you remember when she came out in her skinny jeans and her black Yeah, when she got down to a size 10. Yeah, people were praising her all over and then it just took a nosedive. Yes, and then because fat cells on your body multiply, like cells will do or want to do, especially when you diet and crash diet and she got down to a 10 because she did a liquid diet, remember? Mm-hmm. And she had trainers and people helping her, I have no doubt. And I'm sure there was some money motivated along the way Mm -hmm. and be a spokesperson for whatever. So, yeah, when you have a specific goal for something. But the minute you start eating like you used to eat, those cells that have now divided because they thought you were starving. Now it's easier. You gain more weight. Mm -hmm. Many people diet themselves up to the weight that they way now i'm surprised she didn't get a lap band surgery or she didn't have you know she must be afraid of the surgeries because i'm very surprised i mean if i had oprah's money i would not be having the surgery either i would be doing whatever natural things that i could do but personal trainers healthy food all that takes money well and she's got to still get up I mean, the trainer can come over and sit there all day but if she doesn't get up out of bed and do it no i don't live oprah's life so i can't imagine (laughs) why not but i know from we're trying to achieve that what i've seen yes i've wanted to be (laughs) oprah for a long time that's a whole nother thing but then i just realized i'm a gale so whatever (laughs) do men get the same gale gale get the same fat shaming i'm i'm really thinking of jonah hill right now so jonah hill you know great actor chubby guy Yep. He lost weight for a role. He was a comic, and now people don't think that he's funny. Who doesn't think he's funny? 
there have been many articles written about the fact that... Are they trying to cancel Jonah Hill? Now that he lost weight. It's been a journey for him, too. How other people's perceptions... Oh, are you saying they're, to there's, get healthy. there's something to the fat, jolly man? Correct. Yes. Okay. They want right. that. You know, like, I think when it comes to fat, the sexes are pretty equal for the same kind of thing. There are many girls who aren't going to date a fat guy, just like there's a lot of women who aren't going to date a bald guy. Like, you know, there are a lot of women who are like, ugh. There are a lot of women who love bald men. I am one of them, Bruce Willis, if you're listening. See, so, I'm well, I know, look at old James Spader, still loving James Spader, you know? Even as a hairdresser, love a bald man, love a fat man. I like a chubby man. There was a time I didn't so much. Always dated super physically fit people. Super physically fit. That brings me to something else. Why are dad bods more acceptable than mom bods? That's the thing. Always been. But you know what? Mom bods are acceptable. We're looking at the op- what for people. Here's the secret, ladies, women that are listening to us. If a man, if you're into men, if a man finds you attractive enough to ask you out, Hit you up in your DMs. You are acceptable to them. They want to fuck you. Period. You don't have to do anything else or extra. If they met you and you were plump, they're into you. If they start to then try to change who you are in your body, that's a different issue. But the attraction was there from the beginning because they don't fool with you. If they're not attracted to you, men are visual. They're visual people. Oh, you better believe, though, men like to see you eat. Men like to see you eat, but they don't like to see you fat. They want you. Not all men. A lot of men don't care until you care and you make their life miserable. There are many men who have women who are with women who they might have started out thin and they're perfectly happy with their wife fat that love them don't want to run around, want to have sex, want to bang them all the time, care less about it. When they start caring is when it hinders you to go places, when every day you feel bad about yourself, when every day you're the one looking in the mirror, hating your thighs, hating your stomach. If you don't pick it out to them, half the time they don't even damn notice. If you don't tell them my thighs are gross every day they don't notice you have gross thighs you know what they notice i get to bang you i get to do whatever i'm gonna disagree with you there you I'm gonna think dis- so uh, yeah i'm gonna do di- now for some men yeah but i'm gonna disagree with you they notice they notice stuff do you i mean i think that if it really bothered them they would say something to start with when you say maybe they're too scared fat? To. do you think i'm fat from the beginning i think they would say you know you're getting a little chubby there I think people that it bothers, they actually say stuff out loud to My you. My point about was, it. men want women to eat. Yes. They don't want them to get fat, though. Probably not. And what is fat? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of men, fat isn't until you've gained 50 to 75 pounds over what you weighed when you saw them. Most men, if you have a 10 to 30 pound range... I don't think they care. I could be wrong because I'm not a man, but having weight that fluctuates and being with many different men, Mm -hmm. 
very rarely have I ever had any that has said something to me about my weight, period. Maybe that's because I don't bring it up and say, oh, I hate myself. I hate my thighs or I hate whatever. But I haven't had anybody be like, "Mm, are you sure you want to wear that outfit or whatever? I try to dress my body for whatever. The only time that anything's ever been said is when I bring it up and complain about it constantly. Then it would be said, well, go walk around the block then. (laughs) You know, I mean, like, it's just an easy solution. I just don't think they'll say it to your face. I think that Mm. they'll talk about it with their friends and they'll go, yeah, my girlfriend's, she's putting on some weight. I don't know what to do. I, I don't think that they'll directly say it to your face, but I do think that they notice and that they talk to other people about it. Now, I could be wrong. Yes. You don't think men gossip as much as women do? I do think they gossip, but I don't yeah. think they gossip about that. If they're close, if men are close with each other, mm-hmm. you know, best buddies, friends, they do talk about it. Maybe so. Somebody prove Some me wrong, please. That. Some, yeah. yeah. If men listen, I would definitely like <laughs> to hear you mansplain to me about the female body. Only if you enjoy females. If you're a man listening with a guy, because in the in the gay community, I'm curious about that, too. But they do seem to have way more stress on how they look in mm-hmm. that community. I think it's way more pressure. Yes. And body sensitive pressure. But I think my whole point with the men and the female situation is that other females are the cause of us not liking ourselves or our body. That's who I we do compare it that. to. That's who we compare it to. And then we're going to act as though men that enjoy visually, like, okay, back in my day, Christy Brinkley was one of the people, which also, by the way, ladies, her relationship with Billy Joel led me to the fact to realize it's not always you when a cheater cheats. Mm-hmm. And it isn't anything about looks either. Because fucking troll Billy Joel was married to Christy freaking Brinkley and still ran around on her while they were married. Well, obviously. Otherwise, yeah. who cares? Mother of their child. <laughs> still modeling. Her body was yeah. perfect. Yeah. She so, still looks She still looks amazing. Yeah. And she's like 70, 60, 70 now. She's freaking gorgeous still. Married to troll Billy Joel. I don't think they're married anymore. No, she was. Yeah. And he still was like, "Eh, yeah, I got Christy Brinkley at home. But hey, (laughs) you look good in the first row. Let's do it. Or whatever. You know, so it just goes to show that it isn't about body and how you look at all. So I learned that back then. That's when I learned that. She's 67. So she's 67. Yeah. All right. And they were married for nine years. Yeah. So he was married to one of, like, arguably the most beautiful women in, you know, American modeling history or whatever. One of, not, like, the most, but... Back in the 70s and 80s, though, she was. You know, the all-American girl. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't enough. But yet, Gerald Rainey married to Chubby Delta Burke. Beautiful as can be. Still married, I think. I don't know for a fact. We'll have to look that up. I gotta look that up, too. But, I mean, anyway, I think that it's other women pressuring other women to be this way, thinking that they're gonna knock them out of the park for what men think or what they don't think. 
But I don't think men care as much except for if you can't like bend over and touch your toes or pick something up off the floor or, you know, like like I'm saying, if they found you attractive to start with. Yep. They're still married. And unless you said, hey, I really don't like chubby women at all. You know, I'm really into thin people. And that can also I have a friend, um, one of my friend's. Uh, sisters who actually ended up um, committing suicide had a lot of mental problems because she um, she had very poor body image. And when she was young, while in the mall with her mom and dad, through a lot of therapy, it triggered this. Uh, her dad was just teasing. Her mom was very thin. And her dad was teasing around. And there was a lady that had was walking by who was super super thin like very thin and he was like yeah I just don't I don't know if she's thin enough for me you know and had meant it as a joke to the wife Mm -hmm. but their daughter overheard her and so and then her life was spent I need to be thin enough for my father to accept me to love me yeah yes and so her journey with that sent her over binging and purging and doing things and it was imperative that she got thin and the time that she did this it also was that weird trifecta where she was in her early 20s when bipolar starts showing up Mm -hmm. predominantly and then because of all the binging and purging and the not eating properly caused her to have a you know, she had some very serious mental problems. She had like schizoaffective personality disorder and eventually she ended up committing suicide. But her weight literally had her whole entire life was encompassed about her weight triggered from an offhand joke, her dad said. So you have no idea what triggers a mind to think the way that they do. When you said thin, that brings me to something that's called thin privilege mm-hmm. that I've been learning about. And thin privilege, the way it looks to me is um, you're a fat person, you get thin, and then you start noticing all the things that, quote, thin people get. Oh, like, like the treatment, the yes. five star treatment yes. for being thin? Yes. I'm doing a lot what? of my research on TikTok, and I'll tell you why. Because TikTok, um, there's a lot of fake people there, but there's a lot of real people there too who just want their stories out. They just want to tell their story. So I've been listening to a lot of those. There are a few videos on TikTok, um, and I'll just give you an example. Um, there is a thin, attractive woman mm-hmm. eating a 10-piece meal from KFC. Okay, stop, first of all. <laughs> I'm not kidding no, when I no, say this. I understand. I get that. But there's two words you said in here. You said thin and attractive together. Mm-hmm. What if it was an ugly, thin person? I, I don't know, because I haven't seen those particular videos see, yet. Every one that I've seen is thin and you know, attractive. So does thin privilege come with... I know... Uh, go ahead. No. Then I'm going to ask my question later. Go ahead. So she's eating this <laughs> huge meal, and she's eating it very seductively. And so there's this guy that has stitched this video, mm-hmm. which means he's just put them together. And he's commenting... What if this woman was 300 pounds in doing this? What would the comment section be like there? How would you people be shaming her? Mm-hmm. 
and not so she had a lot of get it girl eat that chicken mm-hmm. finger looking good chicken or whatever <laughs> yeah and then it was all like oh let's sexualize the thin girl eating chicken or exactly. get it girl you're eating food you know? exactly but if you had a more robust woman eating this eating the exact same thing let's her, stitch the video her in, oh all right let's we'll eat some chicken <laughs> I'll volunteer <laughs> as tribute. It's been a long time. I'd like some fried chicken. I mean, like bone in. I love Just KFC. Do I don't way. eat it anymore. But Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. That's definitely. Oh, Lord. But and a lot of heavier women. I don't see too much from the men, but a lot of heavier women have been talking about their stories of like when they go into a grocery store, how they're looked at versus a thin woman when they go into a clothing store, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's maybe that store doesn't offer plus size clothing. I can tell you you if you are a super size BBW, you do get lots of looks, everything that you do. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if people are looking at you. Either with curiosity, I would like to think maybe, or what's sad is when you see the contempt and the like, why are you even alive? Mm-hmm. Like, how dare you even take up space? So that that's really bothersome. But talk about thin privilege some no, more. I've even noticed it with myself, uh, being as heavy as I was and then losing weight and just, I mean... After I lost all my weight, I had more dick than I could shake a stick at. Well, do you think that's because you lost weight or do you think it's because the confidence that you gained from losing weight? It's probably some of both. But what's going to what's going to catch your eye first? It's not my personality. It's the way I look. I I just I really I'm not even trying to be argumentative here. I'm just trying to really get into the thin privilege part because I've been thinner, mm-hmm. lots thinner, and then I've been way fatter, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, I'm curious. I always feel charmed, all right? My life feels charmed to me, privileged almost, if you will, just in general, even though not like necessarily a lot of money, but I wonder if it's because... It's you because know, you're a redhead. I, and I'm goofy. I got a big goofy smile. I smile at a lot of people. My eyes are smiley. I mean, I'm expressive as a person. When I feel good about myself, I tend to attract a lot of positivity mm-hmm. and people are always overly nice to me at all the sizes. I'm curious if it's really thin privilege or if as they've lost weight and they're lighter feeling now, if you're looking at privilege is it a privilege to walk into a store and be able to try on any clothing in the store and have it look good on you yeah that probably feels good and very privileged you know when you've had to go to specialty stores in the past or you're not sure about what everything but you're healthier and you're brighter and you're lighter and you're who you are and then who you've become as you've been on this journey to be smaller Maybe you're more open to more positive feedback and experiences where when you're heavy, you either try to be invisible, blend in, you're already surly because, you know, 
stuff isn't going great. Maybe you're mm. not the jolly person. Maybe you have mm. resting bitch face. So people mm. avoid you or try not to engage with you or whatever. It, is it really privilege or is it that your body language and your perception of yourself has changed and therefore allowed people to be in and feel more gracious towards you. Hmm. You know what I mean? I see what you're saying. I, I think I think that's a very small percentage though of people. Maybe so. Mm-hmm. I don't I just have some mm-hmm. really beautiful big friends like oh, I do friends too. that are just ridiculously beautiful. And then uh, her name is April and she lives in Florida and she is a big beautiful Amazon woman that is absolutely gorgeous and people literally the whole time i've known her and she's been thinner and she's been much larger have always she's always the person that you know people want to do for and fawn all over and so that if kind of she thing. was ugly and not as attractive That's what I'm would curious people about. would people still want to hang out with her if she was still had that bubbly personality yeah, that and was would people still want to be That's have that I attraction wonder. to her or are they attracted to her looks correct i don't know see that's yeah. what i'm saying and that's what i wonder about yeah. thin privilege or if it's just things that then people take for granted every day that being bigger that you don't realize like for instance as if i'm thin i, I think that's more of the case i can ride any ride i want and nobody's mm-hmm. gonna look at me at the you know amusement park when i'm thin airplane seats airplane everything i mean there are standard sizing for things a regular bus cars different a booth in a restaurant yes I mean, there's tons of things that are difficult to navigate as you're bigger. So even if, I mean, if you're supersized, it's even harder. So is it really privilege or are you just getting to do the average things that people do now because Mm -hmm. you've lost the weight? I'd be interested, though, with thin privilege with ugly people. Okay. The next fatness, (laughs) we will definitely be, I'll research that. Like if if thin, ugly people feel the same as far as privilege, because I'm, you know, just like we talked about last time, petites and plus sizes being and how hard it is for a rectangular body shape and a bean pole shape or whatever, a very thin, you know, we grass is always greener <laughs> everywhere, no matter what. Well, we need to talk about what the solution would be well we're not experts in any of this so we will not find a solution yeah i mean what solution to what being kinder to each other how about just not go ahead and adopt everybody's whatever's going on their life as your personal crusade to either be for or against well i meant more in the thoughts of food You, you and i are both libertarian we both believe in doing what we want to do with very, very little government intervention. Yes. I would like to see where um, communities are rewarded and where if the school systems, public schools, uh, why don't they teach kids in school planting boxes? Growing your own food. Yeah, growing yeah. your own vegetables. Why do you think that is, Gail? Why do you think that, that, that we don't, well, they we don't have that in the curriculum? Not, they definitely do not want you to be self-sufficient. Right. So Would it also have something to do with 
corporations, food corporations donating funds and if I'm going to give you this money well, but you course. have to have this product in our you have to feed the children this yeah don't get me started but yes yeah also the fact again as we've said several times through here is choices in the grocery store it is way cheaper mm-hmm. to spend your dollars your food dollars on crappy food. Here's one, something that I found interesting. Berkeley, Berkeley, California, mm-hmm. they require stores now to stop selling junk food and candy in the checkout aisles. It has to be a certain amount of feet away. Now, you can have stuff in the checkout aisles, but it has to be fruit, you know, nuts. Yeah, so that your it has last to be, minute choices right. that you're being bombarded with are not the sweets. Yes. I thought that was interesting. Now... I think that the store should probably do that and not the city government to mandate. Saying, that's, demanding see, that's that. how I feel about all that stuff. I think that the the grocery association But they're not gonna do that. Well they're not gonna do one, that because of profits. They're not gonna fucking do you it. I think that they would do it because of um especially with fruits and vegetables, because of how quick the turnover is for that. You would think because it goes bad. Mm-hmm. Let's get some of this at the front and have it. What about the markdown stuff where mm-hmm. somebody looks at it and is like, oh, yeah, the kids will love an apple. Yes. Let's grab an apple. Also, I mean, you know, fast food restaurants and things like that. But you can't. I have trouble with mandating it. But I think that it's important to um, even in the school systems, they can't get sliced apples. You can't get fresh anything on the trays now for the kids. I don't know because my child graduated a couple years yeah. ago and yours have graduated long ago and we don't have small children well, my son's and we don't back know. in the school system. I'll have to ask him. I saw that. That's interesting. That was so weird to see because <laughs> that oh my gosh. It was like pulling teeth to get that kid. He was just bored and it was nuts. <laughs> but another another government overreach that I think ends in Mexico. And a couple of states in Mexico, one being Tabasco, I can't really say the other one, Osaka, maybe? That doesn't sound right, but whatever. If you are under 18, you cannot buy junk food or sugary drinks, just like cigarettes and alcohol. Hmm. So what's that going to do? That's going to just push Somebody's kids. going to buy it for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll end up having people that hide food, same as when you're super yeah. strict. It could work out anyway. If it's harder to get, sure. Uh, you know, that's the thing that you could do even here in America. Rather than restrict purchasing it, make a candy bar cost 10 bucks. Switch your profit margin around. Like I feel like pharmaceutical companies should do with things. You know, like with their pain medication. They've already spent the research on that. Whatever. Mm-hmm. They know how much it is. It's also not. You know, always a daily medication for most people. You can have some program for people that have to have it daily. But charge a freak ton of money for that and then make the antibiotic cheap. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of you still get money, you're still going to have people buying the hell out of the drugs. Probably less people selling them on the open market because they can't afford them. You know what I mean? It's really different when you get a... 30 pills of pain medication filled for $7 
she can turn around and sell seven bucks a pill or whatever, but it's going to cost you 140 to get a prescription, an antibiotic. Flip it. Flip it around. <laughs> Why is that so hard? Why is it hard to adjust the numbers? I don't get that. <laughs> anyway, same thing. It's make the fruits and vegetables cheap. Mm-hmm. And, and make, then make the junk food more expensive. People, I mean, if they really want it, they'll do it. But then maybe it will become a treat mm-hmm. and not an all the time thing. Whatever. Pay McDonald's workers 15 bucks an hour. Make a damn McDonald's <laughs> hamburger $15. A Big Mac meal. Do that. I'll go home. I'll make my own Big Mac meal. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go through the drive through. Do it, but do it that way because there will be people who will. There's a great Eddie Murphy joke about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. When he made, when she makes yes. the, the peppers and the yes. onions hanging out of it. And it's we on, had the same mom. And it's on two white pieces bread. of white bread. Yes. And it's all soggy and sunk in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, but I've had many of those. It was probably better than McDonald's. I've had many. It's so greasy. <laughs> the grease is what made the bread sink. Yeah. Actually, and now I want one of those an untoasted patty melt. <laughs> but yeah. And my mom would get fancy. It would be terrible. It was just awful. Same. I mean, whatever. I feel it. We have the same mom and Aunt Bunny. <laughs> but so, yeah, we don't have any solutions. But we we didn't come in here having any. Heck no. no. We just wanted to talk about fat, and we're fat. We're <laughs> we're fat now. We're pH eighty. Pretty hot and tempting. It's the fat we should call each other. I don't want to say where I went this weekend, but I have to say that when I walked in the door of where we went this weekend, all eyes were on me. Yeah. And I knew that I was the hottest bitch in that room. See? Were you the smallest? Oh, no. Not by any means. Correct, Amundo. Yeah. But you were the hottest. I wasn't the, I wasn't the biggest either. Let's stop equating mm-hmm. our body size with our beauty. Right. Because there are some ugly ass skinny people. <laughs> And there's some ugly ass fat people. Try not to be ugly ass. How's that? <laughs> well, ugly ass in attitude Look, or in looks. You can be like, let's try not any of it. But attitude will definitely make a difference in your looks. A side note. <clears throat> so I come from if you're acting out. Yeah. Especially as a child. You're being ugly. Yeah. Stop being ugly. Stop being ugly. Yeah. Because your behavior was ugly. Right. Because your behavior was ugly. Yeah, you weren't ugly. Do you know that I got reprimanded by saying that? You, should, you shouldn't say things like that to her. That will give her a complex. Uh, it doesn't matter who yeah, said it. Yeah. I would have said, no, it doesn't. That behavior is ugly. Right. I didn't call her ugly. And she should have a complex about ugly behavior. Absolutely. We're not going to behave like that. Especially no. out in public. Yes. Yeah. There are ugly things. Stop getting rid of all the words that describe things, behavior. You know, we're going to run out of adjectives and we're only going to have out of girls, out of boys. But even ugly in looks, there's still it's a subjective. beauty. Right. There's still a beauty in it. Yes. Ugly in behavior is just ugly. Yes, correct. And ugly behavior in a beautiful body will make that ugly. Mm hmm. It trumps it. Yes. There are people who are not attractive, you know, because of their behavior. Lots. 
that are, you know, you take a photo of them and you, they're, oh, that's awesome. You see them, they don't even look like the same people. Demons in skin suits. <laughs> and, and to end this, and I know we'll have a fatness part trois. Twat. Trois. <laughs> We're going to talk about fat twats now. I got a fat twat. <laughs> She's meaty. 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 I had wrote something last <laughs> night in my, in my highness. As, oh, great. Yeah. But I wrote, at the end of the day, all I can personally do, me, mm-hmm. and this has probably nothing to do with anything that we're talking about here, but all I can do is love, support, and care for my family, love and support my friends and my community, and be the best person I can possibly be. Yes. And that's it. That's all I can personally do. I agree. Like, I'm not being paid to be a model, so I don't have to throw up when I finish eating like one. So, just kidding. You know that's I'm funny. triggered because my mother was bulimic. Oh, was she? I'm sorry. No. Did they pay her for her modeling career? They did not. Ugh, that's when just it's tragedy. It yeah. You know, seriously. It's sad. Very um, sad. I'm just teasing. I just knew a lot of models that did that. <laughs> so we would love to hear your stories about your journey, your struggles with weight, your thin privilege, your fat privilege. Email us at gabandgirltime at gmail.com. Yes. I'm dying today. Gail's dying today. <coughs> oh, my gosh. I drank some, but went down the wrong It's pipe. not the COVID. It's all the weed. <laughs> I wish it was weed. <laughs> Oh, one thing to sneak in here. You know, we were talking about SNAP benefits and oh, such. Yeah. And uh, should they pay for junk food? Uh, yeah. You know, should food stamps pay for junk food? Uh, we're on the fence about it. I personally think no, that they shouldn't pay for it. Because she is so heartless that, you know, <laughs> no family should ever be allowed to have a treat if they're poor. They do not accept vitamins. You cannot buy vitamins with SNAP. You can't buy hot food either. And, you know, that's fine. But you can't buy vitamins. Well, I mean, because you're not getting your nutrients from your food if you're buying junk food. That's for damn sure. Correct. But it it goes into like pharmacy, how vitamins are labeled. They're not actual food. You know, they're a supplement to food. They'd rather you get food. Depends like with what on the benefit mm-hmm. which is not fair or whatever but if they have a you know incidental card then that would be the kind of thing that you get for that you know does that make sense yes because it's not labeled as food and i'm not shaming i'm not shaming anyone who has been on food stamps or who currently is because i was on them for Gosh, years no. if you after get my them div- get them if you qualify div- you're dumb not to get them get them after my divorce and I had four children at home, yes, they were needed. Did I buy junk food? Yeah, I did. Because I had. Yeah, yeah. You got four kids. Back then, you could get a box of 12 Little Debbies for like a buck. Why would you not? Mm-hmm. Why would you make, you know, and that's the other thing, going back to rewarding with food. When you're poor, you can't go get a toy. I know. You just said treat, though, and <clears throat> treat would be a reward. 
There's no there's no right solutions to this. There is But if you want to argue about it, email us. <laughs> there there isn't any solution. Education is one of the solutions. Also the the food processed food has gotten so out of hand and <clears throat> that it's a train we can't stop. We just have to educate ourselves enough to not Mm-hmm. Buy X Y Z things. Don't even get me started on choices. processing plants and everything that's going. The meat marking. Look, mark- people thought I was mean because we raised our own cows that I would call T Bone and Chuck, even when they <laughs> became different cows. And fill the you know we fed them, uh, mm-hmm. you know grain, blackstrap, molasses, and then we butchered them and ate them. But <clears throat> you cared for those animals so they i were, knew they were going to provide a service yes food so you cared for them both children the whole yeah. time i was pregnant i ate beef that we had raised so that i didn't have the hormones and the steroids and and you know what you were very very fortunate in that yeah a lot super. of people are not that fortunate no. a lot of cows <laughs> are not that fortunate to have that peaceful Oh, I know. Caring oh, I'm death. well aware of how the industry, yeah. which, by the way, I wish enough people did listen to us because as bad as it is in America, what, how do we as citizens in America justify sending our fresh beef and chicken and pork over to China to be processed Agreed. and then sent back? Why would you ship that that far that we can't do that locally? I mean, that's a problem. And no matter how you fall politically, Americans all should be outraged. There is Mm -hmm. no reason that all of our food, unless it's a certain exotic plant or, you know, vegetable that does plant based food that doesn't grow in our soil Mm -hmm. or in America, But we need to ensure that our food is processed and packaged here, not sent to another country to be processed and sent back here. You don't even know if it's going to be the same beef. Plus, how fresh can it be shipped across the ocean Mm -hmm. and then shipped back? Have you all bought anything from Wish or Alibaba? How long did it take you to get it? Like, but you want, do do you think they need chemicals to preserve this for us? How are we on board with that? I know. Well, you know that there's so many um, chemicals and foods that are banned in other countries that we still let them that Americans. Yeah, correct. In in these countries that a lot of this stuff is banned, you know, it's I mean, it is interesting that the almighty dollar. All well, about this money. dollar and a lot of its access of what they can get and land mass that they have and things like that too. But yeah, a lot of chemicals and stuff in America. We go, hey, Ooh, but that's it's a not going to be any show. better in China either. <laughs> I'm annoyed with China just because of the animal testing and the fact that everybody's like, no, it's cool. Let's do everything with China anyway. Don't use this hair product because I'm annoyed with the, with the Chinese government, yeah, not necessarily the people. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it's the government, not yeah. the people. Chinese people are great, probably. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's sucky people, just like there's great people. <laughs> but I mean, the majority, I'm, as far as the people are concerned, no, they're just like us, everyone, really. 
we're so much more alike than we are different on so many things. But yeah, the governments are just stupid. And on that note, <sighs> if you want to see some more stupidity, come follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Definitely follow Bruised, uh, not Bruised, Braddy Von Beaverhausen, but Bruised Tonsils on TikTok if you want hilarity to ensue. It's not that funny. I'm you know, I'm a legend in my own mind. I, you know, you're trying. You're doing it. At least you're doing it. I'm not even doing it. Mine's just like, ugh. I'm on a huge Judge Judy kick right now. You love and Judge Judy? I love Judge Judy. Love her. I go. want to grow up to be her. I just want to be able to talk to people like she does. Just call people. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. That's, that's I want to be able to end conversations with, we're done, and just turn around I and walk out. I have a birthday coming up, and I'm on the opposite <laughs> side of where I want to be, and I have already, I'm like, okay, let's see what this half, <laughs> this life's journey is going to be, because I am, you know, yeah. Are you working? Do you have money? You smoke cigarettes? Well, quit smoking cigarettes and support your kid, damn it. Do you yeah, want me to her. do you want me to wear the robe and and shame you? you should, why would you shame me? I'm fabulous. You gotta shame me for shit. You can wear the robe though anytime. I have it actually. I need to give it back to you. But my newest little TikTok <laughs> is and I was, you know, on the tar last night. It was like I really love Judge Judy when she tells men that they're not as smart as she is. I mean, it just it just fills me with joy, especially old white men that she and they can't and they can't say anything back or they do say something back and she kicks them out. (laughs) Okay. well, like what were they doing to be before her anyway? Some kind of tort, some problem burning tires and their neighbor didn't like it they're usually crappy landlords like problem who was in front of didn't they finish a job that they were supposed yeah, to yeah it's never yeah they deserved it <laughs> it's not like it's just like the regular joke guys in front of her that being a jerk face it's always that dude you know and on <laughs> that note good. you know what Gail you know what We're done. (laughs) Gabin, girl time. Gabin, girl time. Gabin, girl time. Bing. Get out.